forever. Dog. Hi, hi, hi. It's Sydney. And Marie. From the Unofficial Expert Podcast. We're here to tell you what you need to check out this week on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Let's start with Treks in the City, a podcast hosted by Alice Wetterland and Veronica Arsario. And they welcome back fan favorite guest Paul F. Tompkins. Talking about Star Trek, the next generation, space fashion, intergalactic sex, and so much more. But why stop there? Check out more great Treks in the City quarantine episodes with guests like Amanda Seals, Yodoya Travis, and Forever Dog podcasters Tom Sharpling and Mitra Johari. And if you missed it on Sloppy Seconds, Big Dipper and Meatball interview actor and comedian Lauren Lapkus from the Netflix movie The Wrong Missy. Do you know what it's like to grind on David Spade? Well, she does. And of course, hello, you already know, we'd love for you to check out and subscribe our freaking show, The Unofficial Expert, where we talk to our favorite comedians and friends about their fields of fake expertises. We had some incredible guests like Devin Walker as a reform hoe expert, Alana mm-hmm. Glazer as a friendship expert, mm-hmm. and Forever Dog own Meg Stalter as the church expert. So laugh and learn something absolutely ridiculous by subscribing again to the unofficial expert thanks for listening and for all the latest forever dog updates videos and episode clips make sure to follow forever dog team on twitter and instagram now enjoy this episode forever Folks, you know what it freaking is. You know what it freaking do. It's another Friday special. Olivia and I, we talk to you. Two on one. <laughs> or two on two if you're listening in the car with your mom. Or your car. We There is a girl who we know. I, there's a team. No, we've talked about you her. Know, we've talked about her. But I'm. But this is that's specifically for her. Yeah, this is shout no out to you. Teens. No other teens. If you're on a road trip and um, all your friends are sort of diseased in a particular way, or maybe you don't actually like them that much, maybe it's two on four. Oh my god! Imagine listening. Maybe. Imagine listening to this in like the aux cord of a group car situation. Like, what kind of I, disease I would you have to have? Well, sometimes we would listen to like talk radio, and we like my church growing up. We would take these trips to Canada to our sister church, and it was like nine people in a van and sometimes we would listen to like christian talk radio so maybe you're in a cult that um makes you listen to weird podcasts oh and if you're in a cult that makes you listen to our podcast please reach out and we will try to save you <laughs> we will come or, or i don't know or we'll join I'll, you wait, actually no 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 wait i don't want to i don't want to join the cult that's listening to our podcast <laughs> no offense Does that not if sound you're in good? that cult i don't think it's for me <laughs> Okay, let's get into some hot tops, why don't we? I would love nothing more than to get into an HT. An HT. An HT. Let's talk about HBO. Let's talk about the show that we're both fucking addicted to. That was that was pretty good. I don't think I could have done that like the- off rip. Thanks, bro. Thanks a lot. Means a lot. And the thing that means the most to me right now, damn, Succession. If you're not watching Succession, what wake What the fuck up. is your problem? Wake the fuck up. I, it's time. I will say that Io and I were both late to the show because I think we maybe both thought it was like white nonsense. And actually, it's white <laughs> excellence. And we have well, to celebrate yes. them for that. I just want to say to all the white people in the world, keep doing your motherfucking thing, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm watching Succession, and I'm like, hell yeah. Honestly, like, low-key supremacy makes points. You know what I mean? No, like, it's listen, not, I'm not show, celebrating it, but... This show makes me want to be, like, like, a wealthy white person who, like, straight up does not give a shit about anything and that's like obviously not the point of the show but sometimes no. i'll see shiv or wearing life, an outfit whatever and i'm like mm, wealth made some points Damn. 
Shiv in that dress? Shiv with that... Okay, obviously we support women and we don't objectify their bodies. But Shiv, Shiv is fucking body. hot. Body, yaddy, yaddy. Yaddy, yaddy. Shiv is gorgeous and like a good actress. But like, man, she's hot. Everyone on that show rocks okay, to me. If you had to uh, marry, fuck, kill, okay, Kendall, Roman, awesome. and Shiv, where are you at? <gasps> oh, it's really tough. It's good because it's tough. Kendall, Shiv, and Roman? Yeah. Um, okay, I would kill... Roman, unfortunately, I I love. He, he's my fi- because he doesn't fuck. <laughs> That's his whole thing. He doesn't fuck. I know, but he's you're the not killing. Okay, okay, finish your thing. Killing him, fucking Kendall, marrying Shiv. Okay, addicted to power, addicted okay. to getting cucked. Yeah. and I think I would. Maybe she wouldn't. Honestly, maybe she wouldn't marry me if she wasn't able to fully manipulate me. But I'd be like, "Bitch, you're so hot. We're open. Duh." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, duh, yeah, yeah. of course we're open. Okay. Duh. <laughs> it's, um, obviously, Roman is emotionally aura-based. Um, orally? No, not orally. <laughs> what is the adjective for that? <laughs> Whatever. Obviously, he's, like, spiritually the hottest. And, you know, I love that. I love his vibe. I love his energy. But I'm thinking about a marriage, mm-hmm. and it won't last for me. Anyway. Toss it over to you. Okay. FMK. Okay. So we're going to marry Roman, first of all, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I think we could have like, <laughs> we could figure out some sort of thing where we had like a sexless marriage, but we're still like kind of a, a weird, scary power couple. Um, <laughs> you are so, that is the most you thing <laughs> in the world. No. Okay. And so then I'm going to uh, fuck Shiv because you know that shit is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell um, yeah. And we're killing Kendall because he wants to die. <laughs> we're just like letting him have his peace. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I was like, I remember when he ate out his wife on the steps. You feel me? Mm. And I'm like, I'm, that was, I'm yeah, that I'm was like, hot. let's do that. <laughs> yeah, it was hot. He, it was like, it was like, it was like mind game sex, which like, you know, also. Also, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, should we go to our next topic? Um, we would just like to say that everyone on Succession is doing a great job. They're all amazing actors, and we wish them the best in our continued and efforts to sexualize literally all of them. All of them. Matthew McFadden, boy, you know that you had a chokehold on me since PMP, and it will remain. God. Jay Smith Cameron, rocks. What a psycho. hit me the fuck up. Jerry, my girl. Jerry, my absolute girl. Character actress. Uh, okay. Character actress extraordinaire. Let's talk Damn, about, everyone's so hot. I know. We have to you talk know about something. You know addicted to talent. We have to talk about something not Else? hot now. Yeah, we have to talk about something actually, like, bone straight ugly. Um, damn. This industry sucks. And uh, this is something that we know. This is something that it's like, yeah, we get it. It sucks to be a woman of color. But um, uh, it sucked especially uh, Crazy Rich Asians co-writer Adele Lim. Uh left the process of writing the sequel because her uh, co-writer, who is a white man, um, was paid nine times more than her. Okay, so she was offered, what, like $110,000? $110,000. She wrote Crazy Rich Asians, co-wrote it, a million that made, a movie that made, excuse me. So much fucking money. Incredible, 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 incredible returns. And, And like, that's beyond the social and cultural impact it made. Like, just if you're talking and thinking about a studio, it just, just truly, numbers like, wise shattered like, the, the box office. If you're just thinking about money and returns if in, like, a cynical studio way, it did that. And, it, it did that, and uh, she fucking did that. That movie is structured yes. so fucking well in a yes. way that's like, oh, there she deserves that money. Like, and then right. they offered and, him and the th- $900,000. Yeah. Um, well, they offered him, so they were like still negotiating, but between 800,000 uh, and a million. So it could have reached a million if his team was still leveraging. Um, and that's like just crazy. Um, like, and just so to see it, just like, um, like written out like that is mm-hmm. so, cause you, you like hear like whispers yeah. about numbers sometimes, but rarely do you see it like, he made this much and I made this much and mm-hmm. this shit is fucked up. And it's like, 
it's just exhausting. It's like it's really, it's really, really uh, frustrating and tiring because also the thing. So I mean, the way that this works is you have quotes, right? Mm-hmm. And so your quote is based on your like experience and uh, you know like what you've done before, and, and your quote raises bit by bit, it, you know. But uh, the fact that like this movie it, it truly would not have. Uh, been able to be written without her. Yeah, wait, that's, that's the other thing that we're, we haven't spoken about yet is that it's a movie about an Asian-American woman. You know, mm-hmm. And so, yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, discrediting her input into that ratio is, like, so beyond insane to me. Like, who, you're going to let this white man write that, like, why, why are you giving him all the money in this situation when the movie is so grounded or, like, this woman is so clearly bringing her experience and her knowledge to the table way more than this guy is. Like, Well, to be fair, he was nominated for an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Writing in a Motion Picture, uh, I think for Now You See Me Too. So uh, wait, just I'm sorry. Put no, that- wait, sorry. Wait, let's, <laughs> let's rewind for a second. Uh, what about Now You See Me Too has anything to do with the NAACP Image Awards aside from the fact that it takes place in, like, Macau? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no. He was nominated for Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, obviously that makes way more sense. Aya, what the fuck were okay. you talking about? I really thought it was for Now You See Me Too. Because, well, I don't know, Morgan Freeman's in it? Morgan Freeman's in it. No, I know. I've seen Now You See Me Too. Please. Listen, I'm just saying the NAACP you. Image Awards be stretching. You feel me? We don't have enough rep- representation. They they stretch. I, I really, for a second, was like, oh, I guess it's because that movie is mostly set in China? Um, I was gonna laugh so hard. Well, I'm sad that that didn't happen. Anyways, now we're here. Okay. Um, uh, side note: I would just like to say that I've brought up the numbers, and Crazy Rich Asians made 238 million dollars worldwide. Yeah, it's just a huge bummer. And I also think what's frustrating too is that I think a lot of times in these situations, like women of color are forced to advocate for themselves, and she had to leave the writing process, and like. And she had to do that thing where people are going to say that she's difficult. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, maybe, and we don't know what happened. Maybe he was lobbying for her or whatever. But it's like, you know, he could have left. Like, he could have taken Obviously. a step. Like, he could have done that. And and he didn't. And it's, like, uh, very frustrating. It's, like, frustrating to have to see somebody be brave. You know? Yeah. Like, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like... Uh, Every time something like this happens and, like, a woman has to speak up, it's, like, there are always ten men behind her who know what is happening and are just not saying anything because, like, they don't want to be, like, a pussy or whatever. Like, Uh fellas, if you're listening, speak up for your women. Ask them how much they're getting paid. Listen, this is a real thing. Everyone... Talk in your offices, in your workplaces about how much money you're getting paid. It's not illegal. Your bosses will tell you not to do it, but everyone should know how mm-hmm. much everyone else is getting paid. <laughs> and that's that on yeah. that. Um, yeah. And there's like ways to do it anonymously or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that sort of solidarity like is important. Um because I, when you are a marginalized person, like you're not like seasoning. You know, like yeah. I think that is a thing that happens so often, which is like, oh, well, you don't know how the structure works. So we'll just bring you in like uh, as a little sprinkle or whatever. And and, you know, and but you're not actually the, the one who we're going to be like systematically right. upholding. Bummer, bummer. Ugh. But um, I am. It's so bittersweet. It's like I'm glad she took a stand, but I'm very frustrated. I hope that there is a resolution. I'm glad uh, that we like. Um, right. It's like it sucks that this happened to her, but I also. You know, I'm glad she spoke out and and that we know that this happened and that she hadn't like signed some crazy NDA where she was like, can't talk about it. Um, And it wasn't like shrouded in mystery. And it was just like screenwriter for Crazy Rich Asians leaves under blah, 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 blah. And like, no, we know it's about money. Everything's about money. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what isn't about money? (laughs) Tell me. Lil Nas X and Kevin fucking Hart. 
Um, I mean, like, yes and no. I mean, I guess it's about <laughs> money, but it's also about being a fucking dumbass. Like, whatever. Kevin Hart is in the hospital right now. Get well soon, Kevin. But also, you're a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> okay, so Lil Nas X went on The Shop, which is, like, LeBron James's HBO show where, like, a bunch of people sit in barbershop chairs and, like, shoot the shit. And Kevin Hart was one of the guys shooting the shit. And they were talking about Lil Nas X coming out, and they... I think it was Kevin Hart who asked him, like, why did you feel like you have to had to do it? Lil Nas X was like, mm-hmm. because I was at the, to- the the peak of everything and I wanted people mm-hmm. to know that it's not really a big mm-hmm. deal that I'm gay, that I'm gay and I'm black. And I like, you know, I still got mm-hmm. to this point. And Kevin Hart says, like, but why did you Kevin have Hart, to? No, 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 homophobe prior or whatever, um, who has also used like the stigma of homophobia in the black community uh, as a as a joke for profit to, you know, at, for props to prop up his jokes and who also lost the Oscar gig for being a homophobe yeah was like why were you a fr- why, why were why do you think it's why was it such a big deal to come out it's like and then Lil Nas X is like you know if you're from the hood you know why it's a big deal and Kevin Hart looks like flabbergasted as if he hasn't spent years making fun of gay people and, and like adding to this culture of like making especially black gay people feel like shit For sure. like yeah it's the the sheer audacity of it it's just like so crazy to watch someone so unaware of what they've contributed to society in any way at all and just yeah. like just sit there and like yell also at a 19 year old like Lil Nox X is a child and you're like yelling at him for coming out like I just don't know. Oh, I think, the whole, yeah. It's just like, you know, old comedians really just be on one sometimes. Like, it's um, uh, Shalewa Sharp, who is a comic, uh, like a Brooklyn based comic, wrote an article for Vulture, I think, this past week about what it's like as you age as a comic. And like, she put it very eloquently, and I'm obviously paraphrasing and gonna be stupid about it. Um, uh, but she, she was like, you know, you turn 40 and you and you just feel irrelevant and there's a fear. And she's like, well, either you turn the fear and you attack or you take that fear and um, and you like grow as a comic and, and you know, you keep up and you learn. And, and, and I don't know. It, it's just like mind boggling to see some women do it for sure, too. So I don't want to just say men or whatever, but to see like just. I don't know. It's like that fear of being irrelevant. Yeah. Take a turn into like. And it becomes like so aggressive in this way. And like just the mere like, I don't know, just watching especially older male comedians like try to do the same thing that was funny 20 years ago and be Mm. like, why aren't you laughing anymore? It's like because things change, like especially comedy. It's also like, like, yeah, the one tenet of like when you're a comic is like if a joke doesn't hit, right? Sometimes, you know, you are playing to a room or, or whatever that, you know, maybe they don't get your references or they just don't care about that thing anymore. But the tenant is that joke isn't working. So it's my job to make it work and if it's like oh I'm being ignorant and I'm being like and I'm making people upset maybe that it's not the room's fault maybe it is sort of my job to take a look at my material and my beliefs and say like you know how do I what do I do to be better yeah it's like uh when I was taking like a I think a playwriting class once and someone reacted poorly to a note and my professor was like you don't have to take the suggestion but you have to flag that something got noted and like something Mm -hmm. isn't working there like you just you don't have to like suddenly become like you know a PC comic or whatever but like people aren't laughing like Like, something yeah and it's like if your impulse is to dig into it and to stick to it then then you know also be just prepared to deal with whatever the repercussions of that may be and maybe right. you are right and congrats but maybe you're also wrong and oh, so many people are going to be upset <laughs> and you just have to like be okay with that like if that's what it is like then that's the choice that you made don't get mad and be like oh you're being pc or you're infringing on my beliefs or whatever it's like you, you'd made a choice be a f- adult and deal uh, with it people love to not be adults 
Um, and you know, a gorgeous place where you cannot be an adult, where there's just like the ultimate freedom. Um, I think a, a you place... should be using the past tense. Well, I know it's heartbreaking. Folks, the Jeremy Renner app is officially <laughs> shuttered. Folks, take a moment of silence wherever you, ha- wherever you are. Out. Be it your car, be it um, your home, uh, be it in the open street. I want you to take a moment, get in touch with the breath, get in touch with the heart and the core center. Get in touch with the, with the chakra with the with the chakra in the middle of your freaking forehead. And breathe in <laughs> and breathe out and mourn. This is your moment to mourn. If you need to cry, we'll give you the space to do it. The Jeremy Renner app gone too soon. R.I.P. <laughs> God, it's so funny. It's so funny that like people who build like community internet spaces still don't understand that like you need moderators <laughs> like people shouldn't he, be able to make their name whatever they want <laughs> like, I'm so addicted to the Jeremy Renner app being a space though where it was it's like you know maybe you don't <laughs> maybe <laughs> you just let one rip um, um, my brother texted me my brother was the one who told me that this had happened kind of before the the like tweets about it happened like my brother was yeah. on the Jeremy Renner app and he said um, I said oh my god it shut down and he said in fairness the app was a lot cooler when it was mostly horny middle-aged women and not people shit posting in the comments this is irony is poisoning our society like let these horny middle-aged women enjoy Jeremy Renner like irony bros ruined the Jeremy Renner app It's truly, it's like, it's time for irony to die. I'm over it. Like, I just, I. Well, no, because we've got, we got to post irony and it sucks. That's, that's the thing for sure. It's like, when Um, can we go back to having fun? God. Yeah, I miss having fun. Yeah, everyone is too miserable. Ugh. It's fine. I'll survive. But um, maybe we, I won't. Hold on. Can we talk Jeremy about Can we talk about the graphic design of the Jeremy Renner app, which features uh, yeah. three different fonts? Yeah. I, what's, do you have a problem? Because I did, I did it. Oh, um, oh, I didn't realize it was you. Um, I love the choice to yeah. you do three different fonts. I think that's really cool. No, um, no, 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 no. Talk, talk about it as, as if I wasn't here. Yeah. Talk about it regular. Okay. It's I'll, okay. I'll. Am I am I gonna hurt your feelings? This is so embarrassing. What? Huh? Am I gonna hurt your feelings? No, no. I'm, did you? No, it's awesome. It's fine. Okay. Before I start, did you also write this copy? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote okay. Um, so I'm gonna pretend you're not here and just kind of, kind of like go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just go at it. Yeah. No, no. It's so. Fu- it's okay. gonna be so funny. <laughs> so, so first of all, this graphic looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> a black uh, background with like a blue banner that says goodbye like dot the, dot dot you didn't like the banner because it's kind of like i kind of skewed it yeah no like, i see that um it doesn't like what it doesn't help things are twisted and, and skewed okay no um, just get started uh, yeah yeah yeah. I, mean, I can the do, the do you want font to read is, the copy because i i wrote it yeah you can read it um as long as i can kind of uh you know Oh yeah, talk about the you. font. Talk about the font. Well, the, font, the font is some kind of off-brand papyrus situation <laughs> um, that okay, looks off-brand. like it's trying to be handwriting, but obviously isn't. Um, oh, there's four different fonts actually because I was gonna say I didn't want to interrupt. Mm-hmm, his developer EscapeX Scary uh, gets its own font in the middle of the copy, so that's cool. That's my, that's- that's that's a parent company that's actually it's owned by my family so it's oh, it's, it's no big deal that's, <laughs> it, it's honestly it, it's chill it's funny honestly yeah. <laughs> fuck I'll read this fuck, read this note so to me can you do that right now okay all right yeah 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 no worries uh goodbye the app is jump the shark literally okay first of all that's not individuals true that- first of all that's not what literally means um a- actually there was actually, no shark Olivia, there was no shark actually you're not Fonzie there was no shark a- Actually, Olivia, mm-hmm. that is what literally means. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Einstein. Okay. Keep going. Literally. Due to clever individuals that were able to manipulate ways to impersonate me and others within the app. There was no I manipulation. There X. was no manipulation. People could just do it in the app. They could just say that their name was Jeremy Renner or whatever they Olivia? wanted. Olivia. I, I'm just they annotating. Manip- I'm annotating. They manipulated Jeremy. Because he said so. 
The company that runs this app to shut it down, EscapeX, okay, immediately and <laughs> refund anyone who has purchased any stars over the last 90 days. You could purchase stars. What was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other has turned into a place that is everything I detest and can't or won't condone. My sincere apologies for this to have not turned out the way it was intended. To all the super fans who have supported me with your words and encouragement, amazing art, stories, and time shared on the app, a genuine thank you. And I hope to see you on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Okay, and then it's signed off. Yes, it's signed off with the fourth and final font, which is JR in some kind of swoopy, cursive-esque, like, fancy person lettering. Um, Mm -hmm. Io, you did a shit job on this copy is what I'll say. What the fuck is up, huh? (laughs) Huh? It's fucking trash. I didn't feel anything. There's no, you know, there's no beginning, middle, end. Okay, but like I was like choking up when I was reading it. You didn't feel nothing about that? No, nothing about this moved me. I don't feel bad for Jeremy Renner. Noted millionaire, Jeremy Renner. You can feel bad for millionaires. And you know what? And you know what? 95% of startups (laughs) fail. So Jeremy Renner, the Jeremy Renner app is just another one. (laughs) Damn, you're watching too much succession. You're (laughs) cold-blooded. Anyway, RIP to the Jeremy Renner app. Hey, Forever Dog listeners, it's Marie and Sydney from The Unofficial Expert. On our podcast, we talk to our favorite comedians and friends about their fields of expertise. And our friends know some shit, like Jay Jordan, the hot boy summer expert, Jabuki Young White, the Caucasian Bob expert, and Alana Glazer, the friendship expert, plus many more incredible episodes. So subscribe to The Unofficial Expert only on Forever Dog. New episodes every Friday. Let's take some uh, some listener stocks. <laughs> ding 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 a ding ding. Um, ding ding ring a ding ding. Um, it's clang on the. Wait, no. Oh, ding dang ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is, of course. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching, cash, cash, buy, sell, buy, sell. Folks, you know what it is. The market's open. The Dow is down, but we're up. Uh, it's time for a little game of celebrity stock market. Um, and uh, we'd like to start with some of your insider trading tips. Olivia, um, tell us what the people are buying. Okay, we got a little tip from Dylan, who goes by at John K. Kong on Twitter. Um, and Dylan says that he is selling Taylor Swift because the lover discourse only lasted like a week until Lana Del Rey came along and made the only album that exists. And now all yeah. discourse is Lana. <laughs> discourse is dead but for Lana. Um, I will say Taylor Swift sold the most physical copies of any like CD by a mile this year. Yeah, I don't um, think I could really uh, sell Taylor because one, like the proof is in the paper. And second, I kind of like the album. Like Jack Antonoff kind of um, did some things, <laughs> made some points. He did some things. He made some points. Um Damn, Lana's just so good. I have something to confess to you that I haven't told you yet, and I'm nervous about it. Oh my gosh, T- tell me. Have you not listened to the Taylor Swift album yet? No. I knew it. I knew it. You knew you it. Knew, I knew it because I know you would have texted me if you had listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of humiliations of our oh relationship. Oh my God. I, I actually... <laughs> could fucking tell that you hadn't listened to it yet because I know there are songs on there that you would like and I knew you would have told me this is so embarrassing that I literally text you about every single hour of my day and so for there to be one it's like glaring one glaring especially like a culture thing The I giant just, like, glaring culture. It's like fine. It, you don't have to listen to it. I will like send okay. you maybe one song that I think you'd like. Should I? Should I? Should I tell you another secret? Is the other secret <laughs> that you haven't listened to Lana? The other secret is that I've only listened to one Taylor Swift album straight through in your life. Which one? <laughs> Nineteen eighty nine. <I'm> like, <gasps> 
a horrible choice. A horrible choice for your only only Taylor album. To some songs from Taylor Swift, maybe like I'm going through now. Oh, one, two, okay. From Fearless, I've only listened. I like this because you are so. See, this is me coming out as like a Taylor Swift stan in a way that's embarrassing. You're embarrassing me and yourself right now. I know, I know. From Fearless, I've listened to one, two, three, four. You've only listened to four? I I can't keep doing this. Five. Okay. Five songs from Fearless. Oh my God. From Speak Now, I've listened to one, two, three, four, five. Speak Now uh, has the most bops per square inch of any Taylor Swift album, and that's a hill that I will die on. To five from Speak Now, I've listened to <laughs> one. Oh my God. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight songs from Red. Okay, wait, let me pause you right there. Have you listened to All Too Well? Oh, no. Okay. When we log off, you have to listen to it because it's the best Taylor Swift song of all time. Okay. I swear to God, it's like a genuinely good song. No, no, no. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. It's not that I don't believe you. It's just like I just never got there. That's fine. It's a five-minute ballad about her and Jake Gyllenhaal that just kind of (gasps) hits a certain sweet spot. (laughs) Who among us doesn't have that, though? I mean, it, it relates. Okay, to live so, in New York and not have a ballad about Jake Gyllenhaal or some story about Jake Gyllenhaal. If you lived in New York, you have like one. You like saw him on the train. Yeah, you have one degree of separation from both Jake Gyllenhaal and Timothy Chalamet. Oh my god! If you're was, in New York yes. and like in our generation, yeah. I if you're that. if you're a twenty, if you're in your early to mid twenties in New York, you absolutely have that. Also, I feel like you're we're all one degree away from Ansel. But that's that's so true. Everyone knows someone, everyone who, knows went someone who went to LaGuardia. high school who went to LaGuardia. And so they're and that's a person. Wait, we also we also have Natalie. So if you know Natalie, who famously. Oh, uh, yes, of did, course. Stage door. Uh, Natalie Walker. Stage door with him. So we're pretty close, actually. <laughs> we're actually pretty close to Ansel Elgort is sort of the thing about Actually, us. kind of me and Ansel um, are like best friends. He is my neighbor. So actually, the thing about me and Ansel. Actually, about me and Ansel is um well honestly he's sort of my confidant more than anything and uh that's just sort of the thing between me and him okay we have to get into our own stock market picks we can't keep counting how many Taylor Swift songs you know even though I'm shocked I just like I don't know there's like other things to listen to no I know but like she's just so pervasive this is what I mean when it's like I think people don't or maybe people do realize. <laughs> maybe the, the shroud's coming down. Like, I'm stupid. You feel me? Like, No, you're not <laughs> stupid. You're just busy listening to Blur. Oh, Olivia. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I've listened to every song by Blur. That's I know. True. I know. Okay. Well, we know that I would buy all of Blur, but this week, <laughs> who am I freaking buying? Olivia, I'll tell you. I'm buying Samara Weaving. Okay. Yeah. Should I see Ready or Not? You should see Ready or Not. If you if you haven't seen Ready or Not, literally run to the theater. It looks it so fucking good. The most fun that I have had in such a long time at a movie. So incredible. She is like really magnetic. And really? obviously she is. I know, I, I know I've said before that big-eyed I Big-eyed white am, women? Is this about big-eyed white they're women? Because they're easy. a dozen, they're baby. Easy. They're easy. But- She's got something that I love in a big-eyed white woman. My girl Sally uh, Hawkins has it. She got little kind of big teeth. They kind of they kind of <laughs> protrude a little, which I love. And also, she's just like good timing, cute, um, scrappy in a way that doesn't feel like fake. And maybe it's because she's Australian. We don't know. But is she, um, wait, is she related to Hugo? Oh my god! Wait, literally, maybe. Okay, wait. Let's do a quick little Google. I would actually love to not Google it uh, for okay. the pot. We could just like know or not know, but just I to think, keep things moving. I think he is. She is related. She, He's her uncle. Fuck. <laughs> did Brett Google? Addicted hmm. to having a famous uncle. That's honest. That's cool. 
damn, look at her big ass teeth. I love her, man. She rocks. And uh, and she's really great. And she's going to be in the new Bill and Ted, uh, which we've talked about for Friend of the Pod and Friend Bridget. of the Friends. Sweet baby angel Bridget Lundy Payne's going to be in that joint. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Because uh, she was really great. Watching her, I was like, damn, you rock. I like seeing you. Like, she just seems game for anything, you know? So she was good. And That's great. she's my white girl buy of the year. <laughs> she is. Um, what my buy is also a white girl. Um, oh. I am buying a little more Beanie Feldstein stock because it was more. revealed last week, I believe, that she mm. is teaming up with Richard Linklater and Ben Platt and Blake Jenner over the span of 20 years to do Merrily We Roll Along, one of the uh, most disregarded Stephen Sondheim musicals that I absolutely adore door um mm, and i, I think this. this is a psycho venture that i am gonna wholeheartedly support so i'm buying some yeah, beanie i'm, I'm buying i'm buying beanie and i'm like burying it in my in a backyard somewhere and I'm <laughs> <laughs> like i'm buying oh beanie you're not like letting the gold. banks touch that yeah you're not bu- letting the banks touch that at yeah all. absolutely not no this is for me and for my family and for my future and if i have wi-fi in my bunker i can't wait to watch this movie Sick. That's so true. Right? It's, it's crazy like, that are it's we like be around, they won't be around able to sing. Yeah, they won't be able to sing any songs. Or they'll have to do one take just because of like our daily oxygen reserve will be so <laughs> so restricted by they'll the all government. They'll be gaunt by the end because of rations. <laughs> and that's actually, and we love that. Yeah, Merrily We Roll Along is ultimately to me about um, the ravage that climate change was going to eventually. Oh, completely, wreak completely, completely. And Stephen knew that. Um, but he didn't know who we were going to sell. So, uh, this week I, I got to sell Alyssa Milano. I didn't oh, even know that God. I had Alyssa Milano stock, but I'm ready to be rid of it. Tell me more. What is she doing? What is the, what is that crazy white woman doing now? She's so crazy, Olivia. She just doesn't stop being crazy. Uh, this week she tried to like meet with Ted Cruz to talk about gun control. Bitch, Bitch sit why? down. <laughs> It's Jesus relax. fucking Christ. It's so dumb. She's going to like hashtag so resist dumb. herself into becoming a Republican. Like, like, like low key. Yes. Um, and we've seen it happen before. And so it might happen again. I'm just like tired. I'm exhausted. It's too much work to keep up with her. So no. I'm selling. Okay. That's an amazing sell. Um, hey, Olivia, you also have an amazing sell. Tell me. Yeah. I am. I am also selling a crazy white woman that I didn't know I still had stock in. <laughs> Uh-huh. And it is obviously Scarlett Johansson. I think that I sold her before. You I did. think I did. You, you sold her a couple weeks ago, and so I you're s- joining me. I'm joining you in like kind of like shoveling the stock out of the bank. Because the stock like, fell, bitch. You lost money. I know. I really lost like return on investment here. Like I just got to get it out. It's fucking tanking Tragic. all my shit. Like uh, this week, Scarlett Johansson did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter where she said, uh, where she was asked about working with Woody Allen. And she said, how do, and she said, oh my God, wait, I'm pulling up this quote. She said, I love Woody. I believe him and I would work with him anytime. And then, okay, that was the quote that got pulled the most, but she went on. She has like a full paragraph of stuff to That's say about the Woody thing Allen. about her. It was the last time too. It's like this yeah. bitch keeps she's always, talking. She, she's always like, it was taken out of context, but it's like, no, the context is here. So I'm going to read the you the worse. rest of the quote. And it says, I see Woody whenever I can. And I have a lot of, I've had a lot of conversations with him about it. I have been very direct with him and he's very direct with me. He maintains his innocence and I believe him. She keeps going. It's hard because it's a time where people are very fired up and understandably things needed to be stirred up. And so people have a lot of passion and a lot of strong feelings and are angry and rightfully so. It's an intense time. The thing Woody Allen is accused of is something he was accused of years ago. (laughs) Like this is not a new revelation. Like this is something that went to court decades ago <laughs> like yeah and and a judge said no we're gonna keep woody away from dylan because like i don't think that's safe like mm-hmm. th- why why is she like this like what is in her brain that's just like i should keep talking you know what it is it's that she has no 
She only has straight white cis friends. That's that's the only listen, reason I can think of. Listen, there's no one you around her to be it. like to be like, honey, like I love you, so I'm going to sit you down and kind of explain no. it's, I what's mean, happening. It's clear that there will be no people of color at her and Colin Joseph's wedding. No, absolutely. I mean, not. it's clear. You know, like, listen, here's the thing: I'd be looking at wedding photos and you see people get married, and you're like, oop, you know, no, no people, people of color. Of color? None at you all. Know none. Not even but a friend's boyfriend. You're like, you're like, like oh yeah, I donated money to the NAACP once, and it's like, okay, chill. But like, why are no, why are, why are no? Like, it's so crazy. Even you? back to Taylor Swift, she has Todrick Hall. Not even an assistant. Like, Not even an assistant. Well, I know Taylor really got her crew. Taylor has her backup singers. Taylor's I know got, Taylor's got black. Taylor people. assembled a team. <laughs> Taylor's got black and, and gay people to kind of like. They're on a payroll, maybe, but but you she know got them. she's got them. Scarlett has. And it's no, like Scarlett. I'm sure Scarlett's like nanny is white, and Scarlett's housekeeper is white, and like she no one around her. No, <sighs> no one. Hair and makeup, white. It's white. It's bright white. <laughs> God, she's exhausting. I know. Do you think she? Never mind. Um. <laughs> I would love. I would love to send Scarlett Johansson a couple books. Um, if anyone has her address or her publicist address, I just uh, it's just a care package. That this has bitch some is good reading Ayn reading. Rand. She does not have time for her, your books. She does not have she's, time. She's reading the Fountainhead for the fifth time. She's reading it to her kids. She's, she's Succession. She's like she's that fucking anchor from Succession, which is like, how many times have you read Mind Cup? A couple. <laughs> Boy, and it oh all comes God. back to succession. It all uh, comes back to succession. Aya, who are you holding this week? Uh, this week, I gotta hold my boy, Joaquin Phoenix. Wait, no, I was holding Joaquin. Oh, you wait, were... I read from your list. <laughs> wait, hold on, fuck. <laughs> I'll re ask you the like, question. I, I, I was like, why did I You stop? really I put a like, spin <laughs> on it, too. <laughs> I was ready to justify it. <laughs> I'm not holding Joaquin. I'm not holding Joaquin. Okay, let me ask you the question again so we can cut it right. I don't know, honestly. We might leave this in, but ask me again. Whatever. Okay, I, who are you holding this week? This week, I'm holding... This week, I'm holding... My boy, Harry Styles. Well, I'm holding my boy so it Harry make... Styles. I'm holding my boy Harry Styles. I am holding him because um, uh, he's good to me. He's hot. He's, he's got hot. good he's taste. He gives a great interview. God, I love to hear him being like, "I think boys should be softer," and I'm like, "Okay, sure." Like it. He he is such a like rock star in terms of like personality and aura mm -hmm. and feeling and gives me all the things that I want from like uh, like a celebrity interview like reading his interviews it feels like like they feel antiquated in the past like almost in the way where it's like I don't know like a Taylor Swift interview is so manufactured like yeah. like so often like the pop star interview feels so put together and I don't know he just has this like weird freedom to him and maybe well, and I, I don't I mean to say like a gender way or whatever but yeah no I think also like a big thing with this latest like Rolling Stone cover is that he was like a fan of the writer and so yeah. the writer got to spend like a lot of time with Harry which is something mm -hmm. you don't see in magazine profiles or any profile yeah. anymore like so often someone's like you get an hour with this person before the photo shoot and like someone has yeah. to spin like thousands of words out of that and it was just like so refreshing to read an interview where it's like oh they spent a couple days together and like mm. drove around and like went to different locations and I loved when they were driving I yeah. loved when they were driving and also um Harry does shrooms now and that's cool of him um, no, it's really cool of him and, uh, you know, just a good time, a great interview, but I, I am looking forward to see what it is with the music, like what the right, deal with that right. is, because that's really the, the make or break, like, you can be a hot person, but if you don't got the chops, then, you know. Well, and, he's and like he's a like, good singer, too, yeah, is what I think, like. Singer. We and just Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks loves him, so that is true. She doesn't know what group he is in, no. but she knows that she loves him, and that's all that matters. And so I'm excited for the music to drop because um, everything else, all the pieces are put together for me. Cute. 
And okay. Olivia, um, who are yeah. you going to be holding? This week, I'm going to be holding my boy, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Um, because I, the Joker makes me nervous, but everyone at the Venice Film Festival fucking loved it. So, like, I just don't know. I don't know how to feel about, like, what, like, a fucking, like, incel movie that people are obsessed with. Like, ew, that's gross. Like, grow the fuck up. How many Jokers have we had in the last 15 years? 17, honestly. Yeah. It's just, like... I don't need another twisted origin story about like a violent man. Like I don't give a straight shit men are about that. So addicted to things being twisted. They you fucking feel me? love it. Straight men love anything that's twisted. They love the Joker. They love rip sticks. They love those fucking Fritos at our barbecue and twisted. Straight men love when that shit is twisted. Um, and that's the and that's the truth on that. <laughs> former former guest and friend of the pod, Miles Tanzer, has an iconic tweet that says, "Straight people simply cannot get enough of the Joker. He is their <laughs> icon and their god." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's how people are treating it. It's like I get that Joaquin Phoenix is like you know an incredible yeah. talent, and I do love watching him, but I don't think I need to watch. Um, a dark and moody movie about uh, a violent criminal directed by Todd Phillips. Like everyone, you, leave me you alone. really don't. Everyone, I'm, leave me I'm, alone. Olivia, I would love to leave you alone, but right now we have a job to do. It's time for vroom vroom. That's you the new sounded, sound You sounded very PC music right there. Hi guys, it's Claro, and I'm here to. Um, fucking- don't don't put her there. I know. I don't. You're Sophie. You're A.G. Cook. I'm Sophie. I'm A.G. Cook. Damn. I love Sophie. What is Clara? Clara's bedroom pop. Yeah. Chill. Um, Okay. And it's the podcast where I learn things, but it's also the podcast where vroom, vroom, pony, ding, boy, it's time for vroom, vroom. The segment (laughs) where Olivia and I craft a vehicle, vroom, vroom, car, get it, for one actor who we... No, in our bones, has just not received their due. They deserve a freaking award. Why hasn't anyone given it to them? Because they haven't had the role. That they they need. need the role. And um, right now, we are going to have uh, Hut producer Brett pick an actor for us um, from this gorgeous list um, for an actor that we should craft a vehicle for. So, Brett, you demand. <laughs> Tell us what's it gonna be? Oh my god! I, I didn't hear. My spirit. I didn't hear it. Brett has given us the one, the only Tony Collette. <gasps> Thank God. But also, oh no. Okay, okay, we have to put okay. our fucking game faces on for this one. This is this so is fucking crazy. serious. I have a chill throughout my body. I, we cannot fuck this up. We cannot Chloe Sevigny this. <laughs> I know, but she's she's got the she's got the like Annette Benning problem. Not the exact same problem, but it's like why haven't we given it? Okay, to Okay, here's the thing about Tony Collette is that she's so good that she makes it look easy, and so people like don't really want to give her an, like Tony Collette should have won yeah, yeah, an Oscar yeah. for The Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And, we, and she should and have we, again for hereditary. For hereditary, she made it look hard. Okay, no, we have to. Okay, we have to. Okay, we have a minute on the clock. Okay. To vroom vroom Tony Collette okay. starting now. Okay, okay I'm I going think off she's the Australian. Point you said I think she's Australian. <laughs> okay, but she has to like endure something to her body. I don't okay. know if she wants to do that, but she has to. So I'm talking she, weight loss. Are we talking or weight gain? I think it's. I think it's loss. I think. Or no, it's gain because that's. Mm, Lost her game. She doesn't have much to lose. She's this frail woman. And she's like older. I don't want to make her like. Yeah. What if we give her like a prosthetic, a prosthetic, like a big nose? Prosthetics are out. Prosthetics are out. It's got to be weight. Charlize is wearing one in the Fox movie. But I'm talking recent with, well, here's the thing. Gary Oldman. Prosthetics. Okay. We give her prosthetics. She plays an Australian politician? Ugh, we don't know. We, Americans don't care about that. She plays a new Australian. Like a new, like like when the island was being. Oh, like, oh, yes. Co- like colonized yes. by yes. British oh my people. God. Oh my God, wait. Does, Good. Is okay, it, it's, is it's it coming perhaps, together. Is it perhaps like drag? 
just a throwing it out there. Is she playing like a man who comes over to like watch the prisoners? Good. Olivia, and- she plays a woman, a wife, but her husband dies on the boat. Oh, and she takes his his yes. life. <laughs> yes. She and has she's to a take prison his guard. Life. She's a prison yes. guard. Yes. Okay, wait. And okay, so does he she dies fall in, love? in the boat. Does she fall in love? Maybe by the, maybe there's like a possibility of it, but she has to like she has to like endure so many things like yeah. physically. Like we have to okay. see her suffer. And obviously, obviously, the prisoners find out that she's a woman in some like horrible, embarrassing. One way. prisoner does. One prisoner does, and oh. she kills him. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> okay, there's she, no she, falling in love. Yeah, and and there's like her dealing with the I don't think there's falling in love. The Aboriginal people when she like shows up on the island as well. There's no love. There's no there's, love in this there's story. No this is love. just suffering. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we have to like incorporate like indigenous aboriginals and she has to like And she also is Violet like, you know, she's like a, a like a, a woman, so she doesn't really know how to like, I don't know, like cook beans over a campfire right. or anything. Yeah. So people There's are like, like a scene vulnerable. where she's like eating raw meat and like beans and she's like throwing up. Yeah. Of, and she's like, like she's after, like, like making she herself to sick. Eat yeah. The man. yeah. Okay. And this feels grueling. Yeah, this is obviously, this is a physically demanding performance. And she has to, like, give interviews where okay, she wait. was like, I lived in the brush. Okay, wait, 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 for, sorry. Like, what is her, week? like, what is, is there a win at the end? Or is it all pain? I think the win as, like, a nod to colonialism is, like, she did it. She has the land or whatever. Maybe she, like, has to escape at some point to, like, try to find, again like, a life as, like, a woman again or something. But... Like, like, like it's a tragic win. Like, it's a win where it's like, oh, she did it, but this is, like, the legacy of colonialism. Oh, like, like she sees, like, an indigenous person from, like, across her plot of land, and they, like, yeah. make eye contact, and the indigenous person, like, runs off into the brush, and she's like, oh, yeah. no, I put that person out of their home. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we did I it. I think that's it. And okay, she has like thank a kid. God. Oh, she has like a kid. The kid will get a nomination. Where the kid, the kid is will like, get a nomination, but the kid will also like slip up at some point in the movie and be like, "My mom," and they're like, "What?" Yeah. Um, and Tony has like, and hit she has him. to like beat her. Yes, <laughs> she has to beat her kid, and she's like crying while she's beating her kid. And she's that's like, you gotta keep this shit on the low, babe. And that's an Oscar. That's an Oscar. Wow. I feel pretty good about this. I like that one. Yeah, me too. Okay. okay, if someone buy it, okay, you know what Hi, to do. Guys, Hit us you know up. Contact them. Um, Twitter DMs. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening this week. We're sorry we weren't around last week. We had like a, yeah. a, a another cord issue. <laughs> mm, yeah, we're trying really hard to be women in STEM, and we just are and we're just are literally it. not. We just are two idiots with BFAs. Yeah, but this week we spend a little bit longer time with each other. And isn't that worth everything in the world? Um, Guys, thanks so much again for listening. Um, You have to make sure to like, rate, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Please share if you enjoy the pod. Um, And if you want to play Vroom Vroom with us next week also, uh, you can just like at Olivia and I on Twitter and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. If you want to do Vroom Vroom or if you want to do Stock Market, any of our games, just let us know. Stock Market. That's what I meant to say. Thanks, Liv. (laughs) I got you. Okay. Um, (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the show. Once again, if you like hilarious comedians talking about things they're obsessed with, you'll love our podcast, The Unofficial Expert. Now go listen to all of our episodes right now. Bye.